Thanks for finding Organic Matters. I hope you enjoy the shows. Sometimes I do subjects I don't like to have to do. Some I don't always even agree with, but when you find the facts, you need to face up to them. How a billion dogs on Earth, including most of them, are pets, are kind of really laying waste and, and ruining wildlife in big ways in certain parts of the world and even in certain parts of our country. Beginning of this starts with a, a biologist whose work I came across. His name is Galo Zapatarios, and he was just shocked, which shocked me. What he did, he went to view footage of a number of camera traps he had out. He was following wildlife. This original studies took place in the Andes, but you'll see where it goes. Across 2,000 square kilometers of forest, grasses, and shrublands, all this country was in Ecuador, they were intended to capture the movement. He was actually hunting for an endangered um, skunk, of all things, called hognose skunks. He also had a study going of mountain quotamundis and some other wildlife. However, in frame after frame, he saw something that he had never anticipated, dogs. There were so many dogs that he decided to switch his topic. So Zapaterillas now works for the Wildlife Conservation Society of Ecuador program and studies the ecological impact of feral and free-running domestic dogs in Ecuador. Let me say here, it just so happens this study came up, but sure not just in the Andes. There's dogs everywhere. They now live on every continent except Antarctica, and that's because we haven't taken them there, and inhabit high mountains, tropical forests, islands, and nature preserves that would otherwise be considered, well, a lot of people still think they're totally pristine. One calculation put the number of dogs at, at will out on their own at any one point worldwide at well over a billion, which of course would go without saying that is by far the largest numbers of any common carnivore on the entire earth then. And that number is not a new number. That last was accurately studied back in 2013. Now, one country has worked on it. India alone has seen an increase from about 20 million dogs in 2013 to 80 million free-ranging dogs in their country, partly because of legislation that was passed in 2001 forbidding the relocation or the killing of street dogs. I didn't know that. It probably sounds humane, but weird. Uh, in the whole country of India. Meanwhile, during pandemic lockdowns, dog ownership soared in many countries, including the United States and United Kingdom, where they t we have not kept up with it. We don't have a good accurate number. But the United Kingdom claims, just in the little country, they now have over 13 million pet dogs. They estimated four years ago it was about nine or nine and a half million. So lots of new dogs in the UK also. And this is at a time, folks, when nature is under more pressure than ever, like never before. There's a growing evidence that dogs, both free-roaming and home-based, are killing, eating, terrifying, and competing with other, wild, especially wild animals, all across the entire world, but certainly in the United States. They pollute water courses. They, of course, over-fertilize soils and endanger a lot of plants. Such is their impact that some ecologists are now calling them invasive alien species. They may be, and to me, they are my best friends. I don't have a dog right now, but I've had a lot. I have a kitty. Uh, but some say we just need to take 
better care. I oversaw a ranch or was living on the ranch as one of the people for eight or 10 years. And over half of all the time we had uh, interruptions with our livestock. They wanted to blame the coyotes. There were a few. They wanted to blame foxes. I never saw a fox bother anything, but they're there. If we had chickens, I guess you'd have a problem. But over half the time, once we got our game cameras out, well over half the time, it was, uh, really, I don't guess we have feral dogs where I am. So it was just domestic dogs that had packed up and were out loose at night and affecting our livestock. And it took a lot of fussing at the neighbors to make them believe that it was their dog. Some were little, you know, good guys that come home and regular pets. But good, good news, another good use for game cameras. We had the pictures to show that those dogs were a part of the problem. They weren't necessarily quite as aggressive as a real wild animal would be, but running the goats, running the sheep, even bothering some mama cows till they get up after they have, uh, they are an irritant and do endanger your livestock. The animals photographed by Zapata's camera traps were a mix of feral and free-roaming village dogs, for they were, remember, they're in Ecuador. What he wanted to know was whether they were pushing out the wildlife, other carnivores, or just kind of muddling along with them and not causing a lot of damage. Well, the answer is now unequivocal. The presence of dogs predicted the absence of foxes, bears, skunks, pumas, and even a number of other smaller animals. And it, it affected it even more powerfully than, than did habitat loss or fragmentation of the population itself. The results suggest that the impact of feral dogs on wildlife is widespread and that free-ranging dogs are a significant threat, especially in the third world. But even where we are, where we raise livestock out west. Now, I love dogs. I'm going to get a lot of crap over this. But they need to be controlled. They need to be, you need to know where your dog is. I love having my dog free, but where I lived, he was never out of my sight unless I was with him. And of course, spent, well, virtually every night, either in fence or inside the house. He was not out bothering the rest of nature. Well, the most of us never even think or are aware of. Free-roaming dogs, it is emerging, wander through protected reserves all over the world, including game preserves right here in our country. The number that intrigued me is in India, where they have reserves now because of the limited number of tigers. They did this same game camera tracking method, and there's far more feral dogs, or at least village dogs, in the tiger reserves than there are tigers now. They outnumber the tigers 10 to 1. And even though they're not a danger to the tigers themselves, because they're there, the fauna that used to live there have moved off. They, they, the dogs, just the dog's presence, affected the total animal population to the point that it has also affected the tigers themselves. I do think careful research does need to be established to show more of a cause and effect of what the dogs really do in the environments where they wander or roam. It was shown in some of these village or, or what I call domestic dogs that run in groups. They literally, unlike animals that need it, they'll actually kill for fun. I mean, they, they'll track a sheep or a goat down and literally harass it or get off it until it's a dead animal. 
not a good thing and not then not consume it. That's that's a double negative even to the other wildlife that's in the area. And I want to mention here again because what's more, it is showing more than more that the problem isn't obviously confined to remote reserves and and just free roaming dogs, but it's very very rampant in a number of what we would call civilized areas. While I'm on the subject, a little personal story. For those who've listened to me for years, you know I've tagged sea turtles off and on since I was a teenager. I tagged in Mexico several years, a place called Sota la Marina, which is the largest influx of the smallest sea turtle on earth, the Ridley sea turtle. Biggest problem, well first the biggest problem was humans, let's get that straight first as far as taking the eggs. But then when we went down there to help protect the turtles, besides humans, those villages everywhere nearby. the the village dogs, I call them, the native dogs of that area knew when it was sea turtle egg laying season and took hundreds, if not thousands of the eggs right as they're being laid from fresh out of the turtle. So I saw firsthand that, and they were people's dogs. I mean, you could go to that village a mile away and see the same dog the next day. So it was not a vicious, wild, feral animal. It just was taking advantage of a situation, and I hate to say it, in those villages, they probably could use a little bit more food. But it was really devastating to the sea turtle population. So by putting chicken wire cages around each nest spot, it saved hundreds, if not thousands, of eggs from others. I have to admit, there were a fox problems occasionally and skunks, but not near in the numbers. There were feral dogs coming in, and they just knew when the season was at its prime to go and get free eggs from my sea turtles. Now, before I get everybody's shorts in a wad, let me say that I am a dog lover, okay, in spite of all this. Dogs come to me with all sorts of benefits, including fun, protection, love, exercise. And for many people, paradoxically, the only time they go out to see any nature, then the consideration of police dogs, of uh, dogs that, that have worked for herders or with herders for hundreds, if not thousands of years, do definitely serve a real, real purpose to us as humans. And think about this too. Dogs co-evolved with us literally over thousands of years, and they've developed a behavioral, neural, anatomical, and even physiological adaptions to living with us as humans. And think about this. Besides, pet dogs lead safer, more comfortable, hunger-free lives than they would anywhere in the wild. So in the end, I really do believe keeping pooches provided you develop an instinct for what they need, make them walk for them or work for them, it's fun for them too. Uh, give them what I call some sniff time. I'd also say giving your dog time to hang out with you, which I'm overly guilty of, and to have some rough and tumble play with you or other dogs and the opportunity to resolve his own kind of doggy conflicts. Let's say it this way. Let dogs be dogs, but let's be in control as much as we can. And while we're on the dog subject, the good side, the other thing that I would promote for all of us is stay away from, eliminate any thoughts of what it would do to, to actually promote these puppy mills. There's been a lot of laws changed recently. A lot of the big pet shops have changed. 
But there's still a number of puppy mills everywhere I go if you start looking for researching on, especially interesting, the, the more expensive now, more desirable dogs are more likely to come from puppy mills than before. It used to be the kind of the everyday dog somebody would come by, but now there's thousand dollar dogs that are coming from what are nothing more than a puppy mill that's really not a really good situation for a good number of those dogs so that's my two cents so you won't think i'm the worst dog hater on earth i just think that they uh they are a part of our environment now we need to to learn how to deal with that properly thanks for staying tuned to organic matters